Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we did find ourselves inadvertently going down a Tommy Fury, Jake Paul <laughs> rabbit hole at one point, as you'll discover. We never intended to. Didn't mean to, Paul, but your impression is so strong yeah, that people just give, like give the people what they win. want. You big dosser. <laughs> um, that's not Jake Paul, by the way, as you'll discover very shortly. Dan Kilpatrick from the London Evening Standard joined us. There's a COVID outbreak at Tottenham. Uh, but our conversation did stray into Tottenham's fairly uh, trophyless years, as you'll discover. Um, ben Elton uh, made a welcome return to the show. We had a chat with him. He's back on tour. Tracy Neville was on good form, the uh, former England netball coach, working with Manchester Thunder. They've got a big event this week which pits men's teams against women's teams and she, and she was g- giving us the inside track on one of her uh, siblings. Yeah, the, the Neville holidays. That's right, yeah. And uh, again, we had a bit of a chat, you got involved and so here it all is. Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on TalkSport with you through until four o'clock. And they're listening to the trash talk uh, (laughs) there from uh, uh, the Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. It wasn't great, was it? You know, (laughs) not going in hard by saying all the Christmas presents he's bought, Marley's got to send back now. Tommy comes back and says, I kept the receipts, you dosser. I'm working on the bases. He sounds like all of the the Fury clan. So I've kept the receipts, you dosser. I'll take them. Well, yeah, but you can take underwear back. That's still in the packet. I'm not sending that back. Yeah. Earrings. You bought our earrings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Let's not get too deep into this, eh? <laughs> yes. You bought her a candle and she lit it. <laughs> she didn't light it. She went to light it. I stopped her lighting it. <laughs> back off, son. Coming up over the next three hours, Mark Rampokash previews the Ashes. Yeah. Former Leeds Derby and USA winger Eddie Lewis on his new football-related business in the UK. And we'll be joined by comedian and author Ben Elton. We sure will. We're going to get you involved as well. We'd also welcome your encounters with the whole team. Charlie had one the other. Most of these things basically come from Charlie's experiences. <laughs> I don't do anything, but I'm lucky. Very fortunate to work with two people like Andy Jacobs and Charlie. Things happen to them all the time. Your encounters with Jeff Bezos' occasionally ropey algorithm. That is me. But I did it from home, That's which exactly proves I don't get out much. And Charlie likes stories that start with, well, there was me. 
<laughs> what else we got, Charlie? Uh, there's all this, plus the latest on Spurs' match-threatening COVID outbreak. Yeah. And Tracy Neville tells us about the new women v men netball competition. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not happened more regularly before. It's a good game, netball. Yeah, very good, good game, good, netball. Good sport yeah. to watch. So, and I would have thought top level yeah. will play it a lot more than the men. So it would yeah, even the it women, up, the women will be better. You, you can't think. move with the ball. You know, it's going to be uh, interesting to watch. Yeah, men play, I mean, we've talked about this before. Men, there are sort of men's sort of netball clubs around the country. Yeah. That's it. As, a, as a sport, it, it's good. Anyway, uh, more from Tracy a little bit later. We will ask her about that stuff we uh, brought you last week of her brother Phil saying he, he has no interest in getting new friends. See what Tracy made of the quotes. <laughs> I don't know if she's seen them. Anyway, what's the time? Seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Afternoon, Paul. I had a lovely double football weekend. Yeah, Friday night went to Fulham v Bournemouth. Yeah, good, and, uh, a good game. Good quality, wasn't it? Good quality football. Very good quality. What's it like watching... Um, football. You, you took out. What's it like watching football? Job. You're in the what's wrong it, job. Paul. No, what's it like? What's, I've often wondered. Is this I'm, your first day? I must get. I must get to a game because I've seen it on the telly, and it, I don't really understand the rules or anything. But no. I've seen it on the telly, and it does look quite looks noisy, doesn't it? Looks so noisy. It, yeah, I'd have to wear like ear protectors or something, like a small child. But um, no, well, what's it like watching? We went, well, what's it like watching football on the floor? It, it's, it's it was different. To, yeah. it was a different level, Paul. I will say, but the Bournemouth goal. That came in the second half from yeah. I've never seen a goal like it from from the kickoff. Oh, no, straight, oh, sorry, yeah. knocked it back, knocked it sideways, knocked it over the top. Solanke yeah, ran finish, in, whacked finish, it in, it? and it was like, oh god! Did you notice the difference between that and uh, Weymouth versus Torquay on Saturday? There's a difference, Paul. I'm not saying one's better than the other. No, 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 because it's not, your team. You've exactly, got skin in the game, exactly. Yeah. But uh, there is a difference in pace, in touch, in, yeah. in in power to a certain point and in level of. Uh, mistakes, yeah, you know, but unforced I think, errors, unforced yeah. errors. The ball's you know. in touch a lot more, and you. I think that's the trouble. You get, you kind of get used. To, I mean, you know, I, I by default, I I support a Premier League side yeah. via geography, so I get used to a certain level of kind of control and the fact the ball's going to spend more time on the floor. And the, yeah. occasionally, when I do go and watch non-league, I'm thinking, well, promise, how did he manage? <laughs> how did he miss that? Why didn't he control? Why is that in touch yeah. again? What's going? How many throw-ins have we had in the last yeah. five minutes? Second touch is a header, quite a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a difference. There's a difference, but not saying one's better than the other and one's no. more exciting than the other. The reason I like uh, National League football and non-league football is because there are more mistakes and, and yeah. it, it it does create a more exciting game. Yeah. You know, it's not as reliable. No. So yeah, uh, and, and we sat the Fulham. Uh, for Fulham Bournemouth right behind the goal pool, right? right yeah, just like yeah. f- front row behind the goal so you did feel like you were involved you could give Gary Cahill a bit you know you just on the, Gary Cahill in the, in the bit, keeper I gave him a bit you did know you give him a bit? I was giving Gary Cahill maybe one season too many Gary all right granddad was yeah, it all yeah, that yeah a bit of yeah, that you even know. though you're about 8, 10 years older <laughs> yeah, than him exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and then left here left the show Saturday morning here 11 o'clock Saturday morning yeah and I uh, got on the train and then got in the car and got to Weymouth for 2.30 Paul, it was all worked out so well. <laughs> and then, yeah, we beat Weymouth 2-1. Torquay beat uh, Weymouth 2-1. Oh, some yeah, lovely yeah. goals in the second half. I wonder if um, footballers were ever tempted to use that line that the great Max Miller used to the uh, theatre impresario Val Parnell oh, yes. when he said he would never work in one of his theatres again. But it would have been great if Gary Cahill turned <laughs> round to you, looked at you after you called him granddad and said... You're about 10 million quid too late, <laughs> mate. I didn't call him granddad. Okay. I, I said one season too many. One se- and was That's it, what I said. Was it, he was playing very well. Hit, I don't know why I said it. Did it hit home? I think it hit home, Paul. Did it, hit, did it cut him to the quick? I think he really, really, really took it on board. Really? He was very disappointed. My favourite thing to shout when yeah. you stand behind the goal is just this, Goalie! Yeah. <laughs>
that's my favourite thing. One of the weirdest ones I ever had was we I went along with Tim Vickery, of course, we, who speaks to us every Wednesday, South American uh, football expert, and he was over on a flying visit, and uh, it was just after Aurelio Gomez had joined Tottenham, and there was a pre-season friendly, it was at Roma or Inter, I can't remember it was. Yeah. So I got a ticket for Tim, because he fancied, because he is Lovely, Spurs yeah. fans, and when he's back, he likes to go and see a game. And we were about three or four rows back from the front, and Gomez was uh, wandering along, didn't speak really any English at that stage, yeah. he just got here about a week or so before. And uh, he's sort of wandering along, signing kids' autographs and stuff. And suddenly Tim sort of pipes up quite loud, he shouts out to him in Portuguese, you know, sort of perfect Brazilian <laughs> yeah. Portuguese. And the look of shock on Gomez's face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, what did you say to him, Tim? Like, words of encouragement, great to have you here at the lane, Aurelio. And he said, no, I told him not to throw one in like he did in his oh, last game in Brazil. In, po- in Portuguese. Oh. Oh. I thought, oh, that would have hit home, really, wouldn't it? Really, you Imagine that look, and everyone's all these kids and he's just standing there <laughs> nodding. What about that? Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. I th- just one final thing. The, yeah. the, the real difference at, at the, uh, in National League is if you have one or two very decent players, they really stand out. They look like, you know, they look like they're sort of grown-ups playing with kids in the playground. Yeah. We, we've got a player, Armani Little, who's very, very good indeed and mm. looked looked a million dollars on, on Saturday. So he mm. was the difference in the game, really. So, yeah, very exciting. But on the way back, Paul, oh, yeah, yeah. and this is the cool subject, isn't mm. it? On the way back, I was driving back, stopped at Wimborne Services, yeah. stopped at a team coach, a definite team coach, you pulled in tell, next yeah, to yeah. us, yeah. put mm. me diesel in my car. As I was putting my diesel in my, in my car, off the team coach came a full football team. Right. The, they all got off, all the players got off in club track suits, and I was trying to work out who it was. Yeah. Who it was. And anyway, I went into the shop, and it was the Hendon FC football wow. team who'd just beaten Wimborne 4 1. And then I was stood <clears> behind the complete Hendon FC football team. Yeah. As in, they, in the queue for yeah, in the shop. As the chairman went, get what you like, get what you like, have what oh, you yeah, like. Get what they like. Must have won then if it was get what you won, like. Yeah. Full. Crates of bud were being bought, wine, the lot, wow. you know, the food, you know, pepper armies, the lot, the posh pepper Pe- armies, oh, right. you know, the, the so they obviously won, Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the posh kettle crisps. But, but he drew the on. line somewhere, the chairman, didn't he? He did. So, someone <clears throat> got two drinks. Right. Just two two fruit juice. You can't have two. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't buy yourself two. Oh, and right. that was his reasoning. So, oh. so it nearly got a bit eggy there. But right. So I did have a 15 minute. I was held up by the Hendon football team. So I wondered up. I wonder if we could do. When did you see the whole team? When did you encounter the whole team? Yeah, um, old mate of mine years ago in in Glasgow encountered the entire Rangers side in their club blazers. There, I don't know what they were doing. Well, I can't remember. Wow. But what I do remember, and it's before I ever met the man and worked with him, is that um, the, the, the fellas I know, uh, Coisty bought them a pint. Bought them all a pint. Uh, each. Did he all of them? Yeah. Well, there was only about four of them. Oh right. But, you know, I, mean, you know. I thought it was the complete team. I think he could afford it. No, oh, but oh, they, the other they way round. The, the other way round. Okay, team. right. Yeah. And he sure. bought the fellas. He had a chat and bought the fellas a point. Sometimes you do encounter the whole team. Yeah. So in what circumstances? Uh, talksport.com forward slash H and J. You can text to 81089 or tweet to and The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Have you ever encountered the whole squad out and about? Charlie did the Hendon squad. Yeah, the Hendon. Are they still wearing green? Predominantly uh, green. They're, they're, in, they're in black tracksuits with uh, with a little badge on their ball. Yeah, yeah, green. Saw them, green though. I saw them badge. years ago in a, I saw my local team when I was a kid, Enfield. Okay. Uh, lost in the Amateur Cup final. You get about 50,000 people at Wembley for the Amateur Cup really? final. Then it was a big deal. Hendon won 2-0. Oh, they're sort of a, a very sort of early round FA Cup team in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of those teams. But yeah, good very good. 4-1. Uh, I was studying Nottingham, um, and one evening the entire Indian cricket team walked past us in the town centre. As a British Asian, this was great for me. Um, um, but the following day, sat in Wagamama's, my cousin and I sat down and looked up, and there was Sachin Tendorka, some of the squad. <laughs> Fantastic. Tucking into a yaki soba, <laughs> yaki not yaki sobers. Um, I got them. Don't, to, don't get into that. Paul. No, let's not go if down that your route. Come on, cricketers. let's have your wagamama. No, let's not do that. Uh, I got them assign my wagamama menu. Wagamama oh, menu. It's not easy nice, to say. Very isn't it? nice, Paul. Very good. Uh, anyway, we'll uh, keep those coming. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TSH and J. No official word from the club yet, but um, being widely reported that Tottenham have something of a COVID uh, crisis. Mm. Um, talk of six players and coaches yeah. have tested uh, positive, and the games potentially against Brighton and certainly against Wren on Thursday would appear to be under threat. Keeping a close eye on this is the London Evening Standard Spurs correspondent, Dan Kilpatrick. Hi, Dan. Hi, guys. So, yeah, nothing officially from the club. They're not commenting, are they? But obviously this is an awful lot of people, including yourself, seem to know what's going on. Yeah, they're not commenting. And it's it's Tottenham club policy not to comment on COVID. So you'll notice some clubs will say when their players have tested positive so I think Brentford over the weekend said Ivan Tony had tested positive Chelsea have have reported Kovacic I think but but Spurs don't do that so um, they're unlikely to say anything um, until they make an official statement on on the status of games if they do that or until Antonio Conte speaks to the media which is due to be tomorrow lunchtime the I mean they have to forfeit the Ren game I mean there probably isn't a situation in which they could reschedule it so is, is that a possibility I suppose at this stage it is yeah I mean as you say that the UEFA rules say they have to finish the group this year so by December 31st and given the festive schedule in the Premier League there's just no possible way they could play that game logistically if it didn't happen on Thursday night but UEFA rules are quite clear. If Spurs have 13 players, including a goalkeeper, 
there you have to play the game and, mm. and that includes young players they can as part of I think UEFA's additional coronavirus regulations that they introduced last year teams can use players that aren't necessarily on the UEFA list if they've got an outbreak so Spurs could could in theory play young players in that game so I, I feel like and unless the situation gets much worse today which it could I feel like as it stands they're likely to play Ren but but the Premier League games are probably a, a completely different story what what's what's likely to happen next then they just they'll keep testing and see how that that sort of testing works out I mean and uh, whether it's spread beyond this sort of six this core of six people that we're hearing about at the moment yeah well I think today there'll be further PCR tests on some of the individuals who have tested positive. Um, so that's a, a more accurate reading. And obviously Spurs had a couple of false positives in October, which mm. caused a scare. So there'll be further PCR testing, but there's also another round of the bi-weekly Premier League testing this morning at Spurs, which always happens Tuesday morning. Um, so everyone will, will, will be tested this morning um, with a lateral flow test. And then if if there are further positives there, then they'll obviously be confirmed with a PCR test and then and then Spurs will kind of see where they are. So definitely the potential to get much worse. You know, if, if there is an outbreak there and, and other people have got it, we we should know kind of by the end of today. Um, but, you know, it, it could also get better and, and be not kind of as bad as, as feared at the moment. I mean, there was a possibility that Tottenham would have put out a, a, something of a second string on Thursday anyway, because Ren are expected to, because they've got bigger fish to fry. They're, they're what, second in the French league at the moment. They've already qualified. They wouldn't have needed to send a particularly strong team. And Tottenham probably do need to, to rest some players and to give some players the game time. And there is a school of thought. There are Tottenham fans out there saying, maybe we should bin this off. Mm. You know, if the prize at the end of it is to qualify for uh, the Europa League and it means by finishing second in the group they have to play two qualifying games before they get into the last 16 um, whether it's worth kind of pursuing this I mean I know it's not the way that you think in a competition and a trophy is a trophy and all that but still they, maybe they have got bigger fish to fry and need that time midweek to, uh, to, to work on uh, Conte's methods yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I've, I've kind of felt from the start that everything about the Conference League is slightly embarrassing. And it's embarrassing <laughs> to, to go out, but it's also embarrassing to, you know, slightly embarrassing to kind of win it and then your trophy drought that way. Um, and, and the situation Spurs are in, it would, would be really embarrassing to go out in the group stage, but it would also be quite embarrassing to have to play a two-legged playoff, um, you know, in, in the new year. So, yeah, they're, 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 they're kind of... Um, Stuck either way, I think. But but yeah, there's definitely a case that with no European football in the second half of the season, Conte with all that time in training to improve the squad, um, yes, Spurs could make a real run to to the to the top four, which would be much more beneficial long term than you know, kind of slogging away in Europe, even if that resulted in a in a minor trophy at the well, end. Yeah, but you know, Spurs Spurs aren't swimming in trophies. Yeah, Recently, Paul, a tro win's a win, a trophy's a trophy. You've got the Audi Cup, Charlie. You've got a very short memory. Do you remember us lifting the the Audi the Cup? The Audi Cup, was it, Paul? It was a very, it was quite a short, it was quite a short tournament. Okay, it was all yeah, 14. Sure. And that, and that counts, does it? We shone well, you oh, know. Okay, as you really. said, a trophy's a trophy. It's up there okay. with the conference. Vice-Brawl's Dirk Technic. Well, I'm, I'm going on Thursday, so oh, right. uh, going? I bought my tickets in advance. <laughs> You're going to sit there anyway, so, are you? <laughs> so, yeah, even if they turn up or not, I intend to sit in the stadium. Maybe Daniel will open it for us so we can yeah. all have a pint of neck island. Nice, neck and have a pie or getting some that, fish and Getting chips. that cheese cupboard. Yes, that, that's a 
fallacy, Charlie. You're buying <laughs> you're buying all the myths about Tottenham, and you'd forgotten about the Audi Cup. Had, but Dan hadn't I forgotten had. about the I Audi Cup. I hadn't forgotten about the Audi Cup. I never knew about the Audi Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to school him on the Audi Cup, Dan, or was that before your time? I, I it, it wasn't before my time. I'm more of a fan of the Peace Cup. That oh was one, yeah, that was really one of the that yeah. was under Martin Yole. I think that was a, a oh, big lovely. one. That was um, uh, yeah. But this really comes back to the the old debate, um, and it was big under Pochettino about kind of whether winning a minor trophy would actually change anything. You know, Pochettino always said it would mean nothing to win the League Cup or, or, or Europa League. Um, Mourinho obviously disagreed, and it's it's the, the endless debate with Spurs. You know, do they need to just get that monkey off their back, or or are they better off just trying to get back in the Champions League? And it's it, there's there's no kind of obvious answer, is there? Can argue it either way. Absolutely. Well, we'll see what happens, Dan. Thanks for bringing us up to speed. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Dan. Thank you, Patrick, there from uh, the London Evening Standard. And yeah, any more breaking news? Yeah. Uh, we will bring it to you. But look the up Bright- the Audi Cup now, Paul. Now he's mentioned that it. could uh, really who, do who else, Bright- who else was in the Audi Cup? There's some good teams in it. Oh yeah. No, there were. There were some big hitters. I Football mean, was it? Yes, yeah, it was football. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, are we in a position to play what we played uh, a little bit earlier oh, yeah, on? This, nice. was, yeah. this was in the news bulletin. It's Jake Paul, some of the possibly one of the worst boxing trash talk I think we've we've ever heard. He's having a go at uh, Tommy Fury because Tommy Fury's <laughs> pulled out the pulled fight, out. hasn't he? Uh, and he's having a bit of a pop in him. And uh, this is the way, he, this is the hard-hitting bants that he, that he chose to go yeah. with. The whole fight build-up got to him and now he fumbled the biggest opportunity of his life fumbled the biggest payday of his life and he's gonna have to return all the christmas presents that he got molly because now he has no way of paying for them yeah yeah just being told yeah. tommy he'll be on the bag today when yeah. we can't he's got a busted rib and he's not well but next time he's back on the bag yeah. he'll be seeing jake paul's face and thinking, you know, having to go up me your daughter saying i can't buy the presents for me girl he'll be doing all that yeah. won't he, he says yeah. He's going to have to go back on the get yeah, on the bus yeah. and take all those presents back. Yeah, there was a boots voucher in yeah. there. I don't mind. I can use a boots voucher. I need some more moisturiser, you dusty. <laughs> I can use that. Some of them were from the market. Yeah. <laughs> I know the bloke on Market Market. He'll definitely take them back. Yeah. It was a, it was a toweling robe. He'll take it back. He'll change it for us. He knows us. So don't you be... It'd be great, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Trying to take him back. Brent's yeah. uh, weighed in. He says, can you imagine the chaos on Tommy's Nectar card with oh, all those yeah. returns? Oh, no, yeah. You're going to have to spend an hour at the counter at Sainsbury's. No, I won't. I'll get one of my people to... I won't go down there and do it. The queues at Argos after Christmas, Tommy. Are oh, don't I do it all online, me. Pandora, they won't take it back. You'll be, you'll be queuing with all the men outside well, now, Next Pandora. time I get to you, Paul, I've got to tell you what, presents. I'll shove them. You're going to throw them all in the ring. Yeah, exactly. All yeah, the presents yeah. he bought. They fight, that's what they should fight they should, for. That should all be Molly the purse. Molly Christmas presents. A, literally a purse, <laughs> which he probably bought her. I'm taking the purse back. Um, you taking hey, the tissue else? paper out. Any more trash talk of a similar... Has anybody tried to trash oh, talk you? And in what funny. circumstances? And was it as lame as Jake Paul? Uh, the Audi Cup, Paul. Oh, yeah, go on. Who uh, was in m- it? Most successful club is Bayern Munich. Well, that's, that tells with, you a bit about... With it's, three titles. It's There's three Audi Cups, which is the most famous yeah. thing about Bayern Munich, yeah. of course. The but, tournament we won, tell, it, tell me the teams who are in it. Number of teams, four. Yeah. Uh, the Audi Cup is a biennial two-day... <laughs> It's two days, mate. It really takes it out of you. Every two years. Two days every two years. Two days every two years. Pre-season friendly football tournament that features four teams, yeah. Bayern Munich. Um, well, they host it. 
Yeah, they host it. They, bring, they invite different teams. Oh, performance by team. Yeah. Barcelona, yeah. Played in it, they've won it once. Right. Played once, won once. You're Athl- not getting to the hub of Athletic- this, Charlie. I know, but oh, it's, they change the you're teams doing every the, time. If you've gone to Wiki, if you're going to read the whole history of the Audi Cup, I <laughs> think it could be a Top goal in the Audi Cup is Thomas Muller with six. Tottenham won it um, 2019. They're the current holders. They're current holders. Bayern Munich and Real Madrid wow, were in hey, the tournament. Not so don't you not <laughs> go taking the mickey out of the Audi Cup. They win A3 or something, do they? Yeah, not fully loaded, obviously. <laughs> no, no, not, not leather. Not Fabric seats. Yeah, lovely, yeah. yeah so Aircon, Bluetooth. Quite basic. Um, Alloys. 1500 uh, petrol injection, yeah, I think it yeah. was, yeah. Very not nice. in a metallic. No, no. I think it was flat just colour. a flat colour, yeah. yeah, yeah just, very uh, nice. Very nice. For the Audi Cup. Uh, anyway, uh, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. If you've had some lame trash talk or attempted to hand it out in, in the sporting arena or beyond, uh, do let us know. Uh, ben Elton joins us very shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, a couple of years ago, Ben Elton popped in the source in the studio. Yeah. He was about to embark on his uh, first tour Fantastic. for some time. Um, and he, he he got through it before, of course, the pandemic Ugh. hit. Uh, well, as far as I know, he did anyway. Oh, let's yeah, find, let's out. find out. He yeah. rejoins us now. Good afternoon, Ben. Hello. Nice to be back. So, yeah. shame it's not face-to-face. But yeah. uh, I'm very glad to be in the, at least in the same country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you were, I mean, so many comedians who, who planned tours didn't get them done. I mean, were you planning to do... I mean, I'll take it, things went well in 2009. Were you planning to do more the following year? Or, or did COVID sort of spoil your plans from, from that point of view? Yeah, like the rest of the world, COVID spoiled my plans. I don't know if there were any plans globally that weren't spoiled. And, uh, yeah, I hadn't finished. I did do the whole tour. We talked about it. I did the kind of, you know, all the all the cities around the country and in Ireland. And I did one day in, in London. And then the idea was to go do Australia and New Zealand, come back and do a sort of triumphant West End season, mm. which I've never done before. Uh, but, yeah, COVID got in the way. And I did eventually manage to get the Australian and New Zealand tours done, sort of dodging border closures and quarantines and goodness knows what. And now, finally, I can return. And it's kind of nice in a way because I actually it's now my 40th year in the business. Uh, and uh, I'm kind of I'm going to be playing this, this theatre in the West End for a couple of weeks, which is only a few hundred metres from where I started 40 years ago. So, yeah, this is the 2019 tour, but uh, it's finally arrived at its conclusion. Yeah. It's- it's the Harold Pinter Harold Pinter Theatre. Yeah, there used to be the comedy, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder yeah, whether well, it's gonna be the comedy again, let me tell you now. <laughs> Comedy's back at that. I just wonder you go and buy an ice cream at the break and you say, yeah, what flavours have you got? And they say we've got chocolate. Vanilla. And then, of course, <laughs> there it is. Lovely stuff. Yeah. There we are. Well, Raspberry Ripple. Hear a joke because uh, I think I hope the irony of doing comedy in a theatre named after a bloke who wouldn't have recognised a joke if it had given him the Nobel Prize for Literature is not lost on you or my audience. Uh, but it's a great honour to be to be yeah. back in town, and I hope you do come and have a choc ice at the interval. Will you be? Uh, will you be? Are you talking about? I suppose it's difficult not to. You've always been very sort of topical comedian. So I mean, will you, you're bound to talk about what went on during on. and what continues to I'm go on. To Kobe. I will touch on the Kobe, but I won't make a fetish of it. I mean, I do have a comic <laughs> line on it, which I think is is fruitful um, about the different uh, sacrifices that each generation has made. You know, uh, we're, we, we were all in it together with the lockdown. Of course we were, you know, Britain, but, but this idea that everybody kind of eats up and equally, I, I think, you know, time is is relative to, to the age of the, of, the, of, the, of the person that time is passing. You know, my age, what did we give up? A few sessions of 
of low impact. So a different different set of sacrifices were made. So yeah, I do have a bit of fun with uh, with with our memories of that dreadful, dreadful time. Um, but I don't I don't dwell over on it. I mean, the big change since 2019. A lot of the materials similar to what I was doing on the road then. But of course, I'm not going to be doing any Brexit gear. And I did about half an hour on Brexit, right. you know, last time I was in Britain. And now I've, I think they'd be stoned off this. I think people yeah. would throw their, <laughs> throw their programs. They'd, they'd, they'd tie me up with their masks if that. They'd gag me with their masks if I tried to mention Brexit. So no, I won't be doing that. But I've got an awful lot to talk about. So a couple of hours of com- stand-up comedy will fly by, I can assure you. You are a... Uh- Proper Renaissance man, Ben. I, I think you, we had Jack D in. We had Jack D in the studio the other day, and uh, we were discussing but comedy. He's not a proper Renaissance. No, no, no. Man. no he just oh, likes he just likes stand up comedy. Well, like Blow was saying, I'm what, what we were saying to Jack was he sort of invented uh, and uh, the the comedy that we see now with the early comedy store, which obviously you you were involved in as well. You invented a long time before he was, may the, I say? I mean, generations passed on a yearly basis in those days. Yeah, he, he was he was yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what was it? Where were you? were you in the original one that was in the strip club? I certainly was. I never even played this sort of sanitised one with the rows of seats and everybody <laughs> being terribly nice. No, I compared the bear pit in nineteen eighty one. It yeah. was horrible. Horribly. That's really what I was doing here 40 years ago. I, I started um, right at the beginning uh, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't pleasant days in those days. I mean, it was kind of London was very edgy. I remember the early gigs I do. I used to get out at, at uh, Leicester Square Tube Station. I, you could smell Brixton burning because, you know, we had serious riots in 1981. Mm, yeah. Brixton, St Paul's, Toxteth. Uh, and it was the start of a decade of great division, and uh, that was when my I cut my teeth as a stand-up. So yeah, it was a it was a time uh, that I guess I learned to be quite sort of talk fast and be quite aggressive because there was an awful lot of sort of gangs of drunken lads who come to heckle. Mm. But um, thank goodness those days are not like that because I actually, for me, stand-up is a, is an art form. It's a means of communicating yeah. ideas in a comic way, and and the last thing you want is some. You know, I live in I live in hope one you know I've never heard of clever heckle I'm told they I'm told they're around everybody knew him when actually people have paid to listen to me or Jack or whoever's on stage the uh yeah that was probably you probably weren't thinking then about directing West End theatre shows but uh you are taking we will rock you uh, on tour aren't you and you're going to be huge directing hit. it huge hit uh, yeah, I mean, we, it, that was a great, you know, uh, the, clo- the there were COVID had really, you know, obviously the, the consequences were catastrophic in so many ways, but the cultural catastrophe was very, very real. I mean, the close, the end of live entertainment for 18 months, what that did to my industry and the people in it was, is, is, is truly shattering. You know, the theatres didn't even close during the Blitz. Mm. The theatres mm. actually of London hadn't closed since the Puritans closed them in the middle of the 17th century. You know, uh, and yet suddenly COVID, uh, no one was working. We closed a big production of We Will Rock You and it was heartbreaking to see all those brilliant young musical theatre performers, all some of them their first job. Anyway, we're bringing it back. The rock and live theatre, the whole We Will Rock You is about bringing live rock and roll back. That's what the whole satirical story is about, a, a world where all music is streamed, everything's done from the internet, kind of controlled by a kind of disnificated Apple corporation that we call Global Soft, uh, controlled by the killer queen. And 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 in funny that we really are bringing rock and roll back. We're bringing live rock theatre back with a big new production. We will rock you and I, I'm directing it because I wanted to, 
you know, I wanted to play my part. I, I do think that we all, you know, I hope people will come to the theatres again. You know, we need to get that that economy going because it, it withered on the vine. And, it, and it's, you know, it's a huge part of British life, culturally and financially. So, yeah, go and see a theatre show, even if it's not mine, but preferably mine. <laughs> <laughs> all the dates are at wewillrockyou.com. You can uh, find out more about Ben's run at the uh, uh, Harold Pinter Theatre at benelton.live. Uh, good, good to talk to you again, Ben. Hope it goes well. Thanks, Thanks very much. Well, it's a great pleasure. Thanks for thanks for letting me on, and I hope we can do it face to face and talk a bit of sport and this and that one of these days. But in the meantime, thanks for thanks for listening. Cheers. Great pleasure. Cheers. Yeah, uh, Ben Elton there. We will get him back in the studio uh, before too long. It's uh, yeah. Paul's and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. If you go to the comedy store now, there's pictures of him in 1981, just when he was a young young man, just yeah. starting it all off. Yeah, really fantastic. They're all there, all the pictures yeah, on the walls. Yeah, they're all, they're still when there, did you yeah. first play there, Charlie? Your first time there was it? A guy playing at Wembley. You feel the pressure. Well, it's such a nice place to play, Paul. Yeah. That, that you that you that you do feel the pressure, but you get out there, and it's it's always it's always a nice gig. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy and I have often said on the show um, that uh, netball is a great game, and we're surprised that there aren't more men playing it. Now there is an opportunity uh, this weekend at the Rise Again Festival in Manchester to see uh, men playing women. And here to tell us uh, more about it. One of the, uh, the co- former England coach, one of the coaches, of course, who will be involved in the event, Manchester Thunder. It is uh, Tracy Neville. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hi, both. Are you OK? Yeah, yeah good, we're good. You. We're good. Now, as we said, I think we may have even talked to you about this. We're, we're a bit surprised that there aren't more men playing the game, but there are men's teams. I mean, in terms of ratio, I'll take it as a far less men's team than there are women's teams in the UK. I think um, at primary level, um, netball is very much more inclusive um, as it starts to come up um, into sort of adult netball leagues. Um, there's there's very few that are actually set up for men. Um, and I don't think that's um, in any way a discrimination. It's just it's been the norm that 95% of women play netball in the UK. Um, however, there's obviously been a change with England netball coming um, into partnership with the Men's Netball Association. And this weekend the, at the Rise Again Festival, um, we've invited in two men's teams, um, Knights men's from London and Spartans men's from Manchester, mm-hmm. to, for the first time, be you know play competitively against women with the chance of winning the tournament on the Sunday. What's the expectation on them winning? I see they're playing the seven stars, the Knights men. Um, is that right? No, that's the groups. I haven't got the fixtures right. I haven't got the groups. But the, what are the chances of them winning against the top women's sides, would you say? Well, obviously Manchester Thunder's going to win here. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually did... Um, um, England Roses had two test matches against Jamaica at weekend and the England development team played against the men in the lead up to and they lost actually both games on the Saturday and Sunday, the England development team. However... I think with the most um, experienced players in this weekend, yes, they might win a couple of games, but to be honest, um, I'll I'll be very surprised if they actually go on to win the actual trophy. And I'll be very disappointed if they do, to be honest, because <laughs> every single um, England player um, who is playing in the Vitality Netball Super League this this year will be back in competition this weekend. So it's a great event for people to come down and or stream 
live. So, um, yeah, I, if if we lost to these, I think um, I might even pack up my bags here. <laughs> <laughs> is there any part of you with it or with the, with the women's uh, netball game that thinks this is this is our thing? This is one of the sports that we 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 are the biggest in, um, and so don't almost want to let men get involved too much. <laughs> Do you know, that's a really interesting question because when I was um, the England coach, I I didn't really want the men to get involved and, and not because I didn't want them to be inclusive. We, you know, the, the men have been around my game since I was playing, when I was England coach and so on and so on. It's more, we have very limited funding in England netball. Um, we were running a performance budget on something like 1.2 million. So I was quite selfish. You know, we, we had the um, noose over our, around our neck that we had to win a gold medal and to win a gold medal, you need funding and you need to be able to access competition mm. and the right training environment and the access to the girls. So my, my thinking then were that I didn't want men involved because I didn't want to share the funding. No, yeah. Now that I'm not part of the England netball roses, um, <laughs> I think it's, it's really great. Um, they're, they're really good competitively to play against. Um, they match some of the physiological needs of some of our opposition um, and, and it's different. Um, you know, we're not number one and two in the world are so far away from us. And with the pandemic, you know, we've had very limited access to them over the last three years. So to actually get our women against different competition um, and is really, really good and is really good for their development as well. So it is a positive at the moment. It wasn't really a positive when I was the England coach, probably. This might be a really stupid question, so I do apologise. Never stopped me before, Charlie. Never stopped me before. <laughs> don't I don't walk, ask it. I, I, I walk into my son's school. Oh, yeah. And kids these days mm-hmm. are massive. Yeah. They are so tall. They are. Yeah. They are so tall when they're 14, 15. Yeah. With people getting a lot taller. Yeah. Are they going to have to raise the height of the net in netball soon? <laughs> um, I, I is that a stupid question, struggle. Tracy? I think it is a stupid question. Okay. Like, <laughs> At least you know. It's yeah. like the basketball. It's yeah. like asking that in basketball. Have yeah, you seen sure. the size of some of the um, NBA players? Um, <laughs> no, I, I think the game will adapt, um, but... I, I, I would be very surprised if anyone could slam dunk a sure. 10-foot okay. net. You know, if you get into one that's that tall. To be honest, if, if there's anyone that is eight or ten foot, please give them my <laughs> give you a um, I, I retire yeah, from the interview. I retire from the interview. <laughs> and they can move and they're quite sporty. Yeah. You know give you a call, okay. I, I, I'm well up for a call on that one. Yeah. So this is, a, this is the kind of curtain raiser um, tournament to sharpen everybody up. It's not like a, a magic week because the men are playing. It's not like a magic weekend set up. Has that been considered? I mean, the fact you can get all the teams together in one place over two days, you had a kind of regular season weekend. Yeah, and I think what we've really <clears> struggled <throat> with in the past with, this is generally the international season, so <clears throat> the the clubs really struggle to get all the players together at one time because they're off on international duty and so on and so on. So this is an opportunity that every single player in the Vitality Netball Super League will be in one venue at one time. Now, yeah, that's happened in, you know, at the start of the season. But what the difference is here is that the games are shorter, so the quarters are only eight minutes. There's a high turnaround of teams, so the teams will just keep coming on and off the court. So it gives people access just to see. And also coaches will be under pressure because it's not about playing your starting seven. It's about giving everybody opportunity in the build-up to the season. So generally you don't get to see the bench. 
Um, and in this tournament, you'll get to see all the 12 players that the Super League teams have signed. And, and that's really exciting considering some of the young talent that's coming through um, and getting some real household names out there. So, yep, it's Netball's Rise Again Festival this Saturday and Sunday in Bellevue in Manchester. And uh, if you Brilliant. can't make it, you can, get great. A, you can buy a live stream pass as well if you, if you can't get along personally. Before we let you go, Tracy, a little family issue. Um, I read some quotes out last week on the show attributed to your brother, Phil. And uh, it's claimed that his family are telling him he needs to make more friends while he's in Miami. <laughs> to which he apparently said, um, I, I, I don't have many friends and I don't want any more. Um, <laughs> he said, I've probably got two or three real friends. Apart from that, I cast people aside. He said, my granddad hated people. He only wanted his family around him. <laughs> and uh, does, that, does that all ring true? Do you know what? You've just summed up Philip. Like, if you looked in an encyclopedia and looked at the meaning of Philip Neville, that just sums up. To be fair, it sums up quite a few of us, to be honest. <laughs> he yeah, says when know. he goes on holiday with a family, so we go on holiday and the kids go off to the kids' club and before they go, I always say to him, here, don't come back with any friends. We just want to be in our unit. We don't want any new friends. Yeah. We, do you know what? One of the biggest things on holidays to the kids, don't be making pool friends. Like, <laughs> that is one of the things on holidays. But now, now they just go to places where they, there's just nobody around. So you go to like these isolated places for 10 days where you don't speak to anyone. And yeah. that generally is a Neville family holiday. There that. we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to talk to you again. I hope it goes well this weekend. Thanks a Thanks lot. Thanks a lot, both of you. Thanks, Thanks for having us Tracy. on. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you. Tracy Thanks. Neville there. And yeah, I go and check it, it I out. That was a good question, Paul. Um, eventually, like um, Mike Parry's one second hundred metres. Do you think, like, in eventually, about 100 years, <laughs> they'll have to low, uh, have to heighten the net, won't they? To sort of, I didn't realise it was when eight, we're all eight. this kind of hybrid species Very of tall people, thirteen foot people. Kids are massive, Paul. Yeah, and giants. Big, yeah. Land of the giants. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Chris in Cornwall says, I'm confused. Why is Sean Dyche returning Tommy Fury's Christmas <laughs> presents? No need for that, Chris. There is a subtle difference. Yeah, listen to it now. Tro trolling I, it. Trolling present, your impressions. Don't, don't pretend to be Alistair McGowan or Luke Kempner, but uh, <laughs> if you listen to these, this is, uh, this is Sean Dyche. It's your job, by the way. That's Sean. That's nice. very good, Paul. And this is uh, just generic fury. Lovely. You big dosser. They're very, very They're different. Very similar. They're, very it's different, like, Paul. Very, very different. If I was to do different. Sean speaking to Tommy or yeah. a fury, who's this coming down the road? You would. You'd, you'd. It'd be like a radio play. Yeah. Two very distinct. Can you do Tommy Fury saying? Uh, it's your job, by the way, and vice versa. I, I don't think I can. I don't want to taint the phrase. <laughs> Cross the street. It's your job, by the way, <laughs> because that's all I can say. You've sure. got that one locked I in. I don't say you? that particularly Absolutely. well. If the no manager bounce starts to be a thing, Paul, yeah. then I think a lot more teams will just we'll just they'll, they'll see through the myth of the manager. Wow, imagine the LMA coming on this show. Richard Bevan going mad. That you came up, came up and I believe it. it was Charlie Baker on TalkSport who came up with this idea of no manager bounce and that was five years ago and many, many clubs now operate without managers, managers now. Just a group of lads like, to turn up. Like your man, you'll get no benefit from it, will no, you? Nothing at all. It'd be like so Bosman. I'd be like Mark you, Bosman. You'll be like Jean-Marc Bosman. You've saved all the money for these club chairmen. You'll yeah. never see a bean. Not a penny. Not a penny, Paul. Like it's all great pioneers. Um, Charlie bumped in the entire Hendon FC squad the other day. They were in front of him yeah. in the motorway services, uh, getting they're giving the old chairman, the stuff, giving the chairman's plastic some of, hammer, yeah, weren't they? Against us, there were Paul, there, some dunkers. I'm not you know, sure the I'm kettle not, chips, the pepper armies. I don't think Antonio Conte's been working <laughs> with them. They didn't. They've got no ban on ketchup. No. by the sound of it. A couple they? of them had some Echo Falls pink wine. You know, <laughs> little bottle of rosé. 
really? a little bottle of rosé there for the, and then a, a box of Budweiser's. I mean, they won't thank me for saying this all out loud on, next, on the radio, next, I'm sure. Uh, next time uh, somebody plays Hendon, they're marking <laughs> him from a corner, be saying... Was it you? Little bottle of little bottle of Echo Falls, it? <laughs> the old Echo Falls, is it? Little third of a bottle of Echo Falls. I bet that's what you like, isn't it? Just enough to put him off, just as he's going corner. up for a header. Echo Falls. Oh. Yeah, that's it. You're like a little, just a small one. I know you, you couldn't drink half a bottle. You just need a little third of a bottle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, half a bottle. You have bottle, a cherry yeah. in that, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of trash talk that Jake Lovely Paul tra- dreams love of. That Jake Paul. Returning from my honeymoon in Thailand, says David Northumberland in 1989. Oh, yeah. Our flight was delayed on the runway with no real explanation. All oh, right. It does go on. Don't worry okay, about that's it. The end. He's not still smart. <laughs> end of the story. We found out uh, half an hour later uh, when the Everton squad boarded. They'd been on a, 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 a pre-approval season tour. Oh, what does pre-approval, pre-approval mean? <laughs> What's that pre-approval season? Anyway, a pre-season tour, I'm guessing it means. Dave, thank you very much for that. In Northumberland. We should, we should um, salute Everton. I mean, Arsenal fans won't, obviously, no. understandably. And I was chatting to one just outside um, Pat, and he's not happy with the performance last night. They were very passive, and I can understand that. But it did show some cojones, didn't it, from Everton's point of view, to, to not just to be behind, but also to have goals chalked off. Yeah, two goals chalked think off. Think this is not going to be our night, and then to come back and, and win it. To so have one chalk off and then Arsenal would go up the other end and score yeah. just before half time yeah. and still win the game so they kept at you know, it and they deserve they'll a bit give of credit for great that. goal as well I don't know if you've heard the, yeah. the Martin Tyler commentary as well which is fantastic on that on the Damari Gray the uh, Damari goal yes I did goal. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. fantastic it really, was, really it was a cracking hit yeah, wasn't yeah, it and uh, I mean Everton fans we talked about this yesterday didn't we and a uh, number of Everton fans did walk out um, at 27 minutes he walked out and then came back in no, I don't think they did come back in. I think sure. I, well, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just <laughs> that's it. That's me, John. I imagine they watched it in the pub. Off I go. They made their point. Have you ever walked point, out, Charlie? Never walked, walked out. out. Never left before the end, Paul. You've never left. Never before left the before. End. The, I will never do it. I will never ever do it. I just, I just c- cannot see the point. Really? I like being there till the bitter end. Whatever yeah. happens. Whatever happens. Yeah, yeah. Stop that classic conversation. Yeah. That pe- Cheers, George. Yeah. <laughs> See yeah, you yeah, next yeah. week. I never, I never understand why people are leaving early. I know it's to miss the traffic a lot of the time, but you, 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 you're at there to go to the football. Yeah. It's not about the traffic. It's about going to the football. I just don't understand why you would leave early. George on 80 minutes always goes, doesn't Does he? Does he? Yeah, it's just all by the, best. By yeah. Cheers. They're always called the, George. People who leave early. he's missed. All yeah. the stuff that's missed. Stuff, stuff happens till the very end, especially with does. Yeah. my team at the moment. Really you leave before the end, you miss all the goals. Unbelievable. The Hendon manager is uh, Lee Allison, son of Ian, who we spoke to last week, of course. They were beaten on uh, commiserations to St Albans, well beaten by Borenwood, yes. who did seem to stick the I, boot in a little him. bit. We did warn him, though, Paul, <laughs> that they Borenwood score goals and they're a good Borenwood side. Borenwood saying, so glad we won. This was personal. I want to stick it to St Albans. <laughs> you're all right, you've beaten them 4-0. It's don't a kick derby, them while more or less a derby, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. kick them while they're down. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. commiserations. Apparently, they did themselves proud, the old St. Albans oh, yeah. fans Lee Allenson, last night. Nice mention for Hendon FC and our stop off on the journey home. It yeah. was lively, to be fair. Yeah. Hashtag Echo Falls, hashtag Budweiser. <laughs> hashtag Echo Falls. <laughs> Echo Falls FC. Yeah. That's Hendon that's FC they, from now on. They'll, they'll, be, themselves. Yeah, they'll be getting They can all sing Echo Falls, the old. Official, Song, official wine of Hendon FC. Yes. <laughs> the old Echo Falls. Lovely stuff. Ryan Lowe's, yeah, it looks like he's off to Preston, doesn't yeah, it? Is it? Yeah, and I are, just yeah. wondered if, if you're looking for a song from uh, you're looking for a song for uh, Ryan Lowe. Oh, there is there is a song called that, isn't it? You could hear oh, bottom jeans, the boots with the fur. I mean they could get right into that, couldn't they? You could see <laughs> could see the fans lovely, of Preston yeah, North lovely. End all 
given us a bit of that. It feels like a bit, a bit wordy, Paul. Yeah, I think yeah, it'd, have, yeah. it'd be a song sheet's yeah, it's job. It's a good song. It does do, yeah, it's yeah, a repetition yeah. of the manager's name. Or the old Aha song, Hunting Ryan Low. That's, that's, that's good. <laughs> there we are, there. That's nice. Yeah, not sure. Actually, no, give that some no thought, one. Charlie. <laughs> you won't be sure either. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Charlie was telling us earlier on uh, returning from Weymouth uh, the other day, the Weymouth Torquay game, he, he happened upon the uh, Hendon players yeah. in the service Hendon station. FC, 4-1 defeat of Wimborne. Yeah, they celebrating. were celebrating with the occasional, um, uh, you know, a small bottle, a personal bottle yeah. of Echo Falls, yeah. Rosé. <laughs> I know how to live, the boys. And, uh, yeah, they're giving the chairman's plastic some hammer. And it's been uh, it's been backed up by the manager. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. It was very kind of him. Um, and uh, we're asking when you ran into the entire team. Uh, I came across the whole Ipswich team while I was working at a hotel near Hull. They were playing Hull that weekend. Came across a few other players, walk into their room and asked one of them, is it worth having a bet on you lads this weekend? One of the players replied, I would keep hold of your money if I was you. There's <laughs> <laughs> confidence. That's great. Very good. There we are. I once encountered the entire Walsall team and coaching staff at a Holiday Inn in Chatham, Kent, yeah. one Friday night. I guess they were away to Gillingham. Mm. They all ate together in the restaurant and I was surprised how quiet and easygoing they were. A good bunch of lads. Okay. The story sort of just drifts just off. Just sort of go, <laughs> it doesn't really go anywhere, does it? But thank you. Thank, thank you very much, thank, Anonymous. Thanks for telling us. Uh, where does this one go? Uh, it's Simon in Morpeth. He says, I once uh, saw the whole West Brom team. They were oh, staying yeah. in the same hotel as us before their game with Brentford. My wife and I were about to go and see England, Scotland and the Six Nations. Me being a Newcastle fan and Dwight Gale playing for them at the time, I plucked up my courage to go and say hello. But as I got there, totally bottled it and then just picked up some leaflets. <laughs> just, <laughs> just walked past him, didn't make eye contact. Picked up some uh, it leaflets. It quite, would be quite one player... You'd be confident when you pull. Oh, yeah. To walk uh, into a gang of footballers, walk, no, in a... sitting there with the footballers, ban- yeah. the legendary footballers banter. Yeah, oh, you where'd you get, get that shirt if you're from the... a skip? Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you think footballers would do that to you in that kind of <laughs> mo- that mob mentality? I think footballers banter is. You think, you think they might? Pretty. You can have a good guess at it. Owen from Pompey said, "I met the whole Fulham team in the toilets of Faro Airport." Oh, wow. Okay, that was the attention nice to detail that made Jean Tigner the the coach he was. <laughs> The complete bladder synchronicity that the whole team would go at once. Uh, when coming back from Portugal on a family holiday, they were on pre-season tour. I had my four-year-old son, and uh, one uh, one of those popped in and uh, and said, "I said I was a Fulham fan." Then one of them, and I, I, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> they put in their tracksuits. Yes, as a Pompey fan, when oh. one walked out, the big roll stuck to his foot. There we oh, are. So okay, there we are. Well, I so see. One of, the, one of the Fulham players had some loo roll on his football. Okay, basically. in the Trump envelope. There we okay, are, so I just it got a bit bogged down in the middle. <laughs> Not, I didn't mean that. No there pun intended. When I was a kid, my old man ran a pub near Lillishaw Sports Centre. Oh, yeah, yeah. And on my way out, and the entire England team were mm. in the pool room. There we are. So that was in 1990. I bet they were in the yeah. pub in the pool room in 1990. The entire England team. The Gaza and Co. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, yeah. There, do you want? Yeah. Do you want an cl- example of some footballers' bants? I, I like. I like. I'm um, trying to make footballers' bants up. Okay. But, well, but I'll, I'll hear something. This Paul. is a new word that I wasn't aware of. Uh, Michael Antonio was interviewed uh, in the Times oh, yeah. this oh, weekend, nice. and he was talking about a bit of bants. He said it's a good atmosphere at the team, and that's helping what's going on on the pitch. And he said the banter is non-stop. Oh, well, he's talking about his non-stop, non-stop, banter, which I imagine gets a bit wearing. After I can imagine, a while. imagine if someone tries to bring up something like honest, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just serious. Can we not have a serious conversation? Can we just have a chat. 
Non-stop bands, <laughs> that's what we're all about. Uh, the gaffer's involved, you see. Oh, Even right. David Moyes has been dragged in into there. it in this world of... Yeah, if one person comes in wearing a terrible jumper, oh, yeah, he's getting ripped to smithereens. Where'd you get that? In a skip? Exactly, that's the kind of stuff they want. If someone has done something terrible in the press, we are eggy-boffing him. Uh, yeah. Have you heard this phrase? No, eggy boffing. You've you got a lad of a certain age. You, no, that's the what, sort of what is that then? Eggy boffing. Well, I, Do I we think know? Henry Wintermeyer written this piece because he does ask the question, eggy what? Eggy boff? And eggy said, thump? And he says, yeah, eggy boff. Uh, the kids may know all about this. It's where you ignore the person. You're not allowed to talk to them. First person who does pays a fine or does a forfeit. Oh, right. The boys eggy boff Declan Rice for his Vanilla Ice song. 24 hours earlier, Rice had performed a version of, uh, you probably saw that on social media, and, uh, and Michael Antonio says, the boys didn't speak to him until they got on the plane. Eggy so, Boffett, it's like sending them to Coventry, basically. Yeah, can't, that's I mean, what they used to be. To be honest, a lot of them would be on loan to Coventry in a couple of seasons' <laughs> time. <laughs> oh, Charlie, they're <laughs> flying high at the moment. <laughs> But yeah. there we are, an example of... Uh, and, I mean, t- some clubs are fuelled by Bants. I mean, for example... Mega Bants. For example, um, um, Burnley. And let oh, me give yeah. you... A, Nick Pope oh, yeah. had to lie in the freezing River Calder for a full minute. That's how they do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt uh, uh, Lowton was uh, made to yodel for 60 seconds in front of his teammates wearing leader. Oh, is this like a forfeit, is it, Paul? Yeah. So these are some of these... like got, an ice bath. You know, it's good. They have a wheel of fortune oh, that they spin okay. uh, at their training complex. And they say the crime doesn't have to be major either, the son told us the other day. Using a phone in the wrong room, that'll get you on the wheel of fortune. Oh. Leaving a cup out, wearing headphones, or putting on a hat for training. All punishments. Uh, putting on a hat for training? Putting on You're a hat. Well, like a woolly hat, not a top you, hat or you something. Have to, you could, <laughs> not be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Training, training in top I'd like bats. To, yeah, I'd still fancy uh, Chris Wood though to score ahead of, with a top hat on. I think he'd, he'd have the wherewithal. Many so offenders... Leaving a cup out, putting a phone in the wrong room. It sounds like growing up with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Take leaving the lights on. Yeah, Sean goes big, around saying, "Have you got the big light on for the lights on?" <laughs> that was actually a bit more John Fury than it should have been. You're great. Anyway, um, many offenders opt for a forfeit rather than a fine, with each letter on the wheel representing a different challenge. Oh, okay. About that? Creating a boy band and performing a lap dance are among the memorable ones. Performing a lap dance? A bit much. And uh, <laughs> what about the Elvis Presley impersonator? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there we who are. Some it? of the who things that Elvis? Sure. One of them's got to do an Elvis impression. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. I mean, Elvis is a long time ago now, isn't it, Paul? I know we all know who he is. Yeah, of course we do, yeah. But, you know, it's sort of 60 years be, ago It's going to be a dark day, isn't it, when you say... Of course, it is an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> and they say, who's Elvis? So, I mean, 60, 60 years ago, Paul, you know, if, do you think... In the 1960s, someone yeah. had to do the forfeit is to do an impression of someone from the 1900s. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> like, yeah, come in, do yeah, come in. You, you have to come in, uh, yeah, come do in, a George get, Formby yeah. or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah two ton, Luke, You're going to yeah. do a two ton Tessie O'Shea. That's right. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, for bringing your phone in. Yeah, yeah, come on. Well, there wasn't much point of that, was there? Wasn't much point doing that. There we are. So there we are. We never got around to planning news. Maybe we'll try and squeeze planning in a little news. bit later. Do you want to it? No, you want to do Keep it. telling us. Oh, do you want to squeeze it in? Go on then. Come on, let's have some planning. We've got some planning news. Now, this is uh, the point in the show. Most days, really, in the tabloid newspapers, uh, somebody in the office is uh, a bit quiet today. Say a bit quiet. Uh, Get the old, get the old work placement kid to trawl through some planning news. See what Uh, we've got. They they look for familiar names from the world of sport and entertainment, and generally one will pop up. And today, uh, the work he found. Carl Walker. Okay. Uh, Carl Walker can build an entertainment suite at his £3.5 million home. 
despite claims from locals that it will bring sadness. <laughs> I don't think Carl's the sort of lad that wants to bring sadness. What is it like? It says Carl, 31, wants to extend a suite above his swimming pool and create a balcony overlooking his garden. But the move's not gone down well with locals. One neighbour said our home borders the property and, and the proposed extension will be very overbearing. It'll block the light from our garden, putting it into shade for much of the day. Ooh, it would yeah. bring a lot of unnecessary stress and sadness uh, to the people who would rather uh, look at it, fr- rather not look at it from their homes. Oh, Despite that, uh, Charlie... Um, the Cheshire East Council, as you probably know, that's their vicinity, yeah. uh, have, uh, have now approved the application for the work at his home in Preston. So bringing Kyle Walker, bringing sadness to yeah, bringing oh, sadness gonna, to Cheshire. I thought he was going to like paint a room just black, just black, a black room, put, yeah. the, put the fall on, yeah. you know, just. Constant, I used to see Kyle walking his dogs. Goths. He used to live near me when he was at Spurs. I see him walking his, yeah. his two dogs. Really but he's built. It's, a man, it's basically friendly. a massive man cave. He'd let it? on. He was always very friendly. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. But basically, building a massive man cave in his back garden. Got a bit more money. Got a bit yeah, more yeah, bang yeah. for his buck. I would think in Cheshire. Got two dogs now. Yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah, yeah like you had two dogs then. Why, oh. why, do you know what yeah. I'm just saying, because you've got a bit more money, you might have a few more dogs. Oh, now okay. Yeah. Should we move on? Let's move on. That What's was, happening next? That was planning news. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So there we are. Uh, we have to get Jake Paul on at some point, won't we, to give him the right reply? Yeah. Um, uh, I think we should, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make another You're nothing point. more to I was add? I'm going to make another point then, and I realised what I was going to make a point about isn't in the podcast. Oh, okay. So it doesn't matter. Maybe another time. Maybe another time. <laughs> So uh, I'm back tomorrow with Andy from One. Uh, Charlie, you're back on Thursday. Thursday yeah. Uh, yeah, and we've got the birthday spread and all that. Yeah. Can he bounce back? No. Normal yeah. service resume yes. last week. Um, but uh, if you can join myself and Andy from One tomorrow, great. If not, podcast available around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.